Clyde, and we're back for another great episode of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. It's Gerald Glassford from Pop Culture Cosmos, the Lakers Fast Break, and Inside Sports Fantasy Football, welcoming you to another great episode. He's back again just before the season starts. It's my good friend. He's a man among men when it comes to Lakerholics.net. You got to check out all the great thoughts on the Lakers, his thoughts in detail on medium.com and also Lakerholics.net. He just put up an awesome article. You got to check it out today, like I did, where it's called Lakers Look for a Fast Start to Start the Season. It's just a great article on medium.com and also Lakerholics.net. It is Laker Tom. Laker Tom, great to have you back again on the show. It's great to be here, Gerald. It's getting exciting now. Tuesday's going to be the season opener. I can't wait. I can't wait. It's right around the corner. And I'll tell you what, a lot of people like I am and you are, are very excited, especially after seeing what went on on Wednesday against the Golden State Warriors. I think we should petition Adam Silver if we could play all 82 games against the Golden State Warriors. You know, maybe that would help, uh, you know, that would help us out as far as a gaudy record is concerned. But jokes aside, it was a very outstanding performance. And I'm just going to say this up front, Laker Tom. We're not going to get 50% shooting from the three-point area every single game. That would be great. But I'll tell you what, if the Lakers can shoot like that, you know what? The sky's the limit and a championship could be in sight for the Lakers team. I agree 100%, Gerald. I think one of the, uh, I don't know if you caught the quote recently that just uh, was on Twitter a little bit before we started the show. Steph Curry was asked about the Lakers. And Steph said, well, boy, they're going to be a handful to handle. He, He made the point that if you start off with LeBron James and Anthony Davis, and then you surround them with shooters and defenders, which is exactly what Rob Palenka has done, you've got a pretty good formula. And he thinks that the Lakers are going to be a handful for anybody to handle. You know, you go through the preseason and preseason is, you you watch the first quarter of the first preseason game, you're excited. And then by the third quarter, you see that it's filled with scrubs trying to make their name on the team and coaches trying out new things. And, and, and the games really almost turn into like preseason football games. Nobody you want to see in the starting lineup is playing. But I think that there were some things that came through. If you if you look at the preseason on a whole, that that game Wednesday night was really the exact thing that we were looking for because we saw all of the elements. And when I say the Lakers were hitting on all cylinders, they really were. They shot 60% from the field, held the Warriors to 36%, shot 50% from behind the arc, including taking 30 three-point shots, held the Warriors to 21%. They out-rebounded them 46 to 34. And what was really surprising is they had 33 assists to 10 for the Warriors. Now, it would be wonderful to play the Warriors every game because they certainly aren't, at least at this point in time, with Clay Thompson injured and Kevin Durant departed and uh, a roster that's basically five or six players deep and then filled with just add-ons. The Warriors are going to have a difficult, difficult season, I think, this year. And uh, they're a distant memory to the dynastic Warriors that we were used to in the last five or six years. And that's going to open up the opportunities for the Lakers, as well as the Clippers and the Rockets and the 76ers and, and the Bucks and all of those teams that now see their championship windows wide open just because of the, what's happened with the Warriors. But I'm excited about the Lakers. I think that 
I think we saw the power of having two superstars, both of whom have something to prove and a chip on their shoulder right now in LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Lakers fast break is the perfect title for this podcast because what we saw was a Magic Johnson clone being created in LeBron James. The way he was running up and down the court, there wasn't, there wasn't other guards bringing the ball up. It was Magic bringing the ball up every single time he was in the game. And several times he went all the way down, straight down to the hoop. A couple of times with that famous spin move of his, it's almost unstoppable. A couple other times just, just bully balling the way the defenders and going in for easy layups. LeBron looks like he's younger, stronger, quicker, faster than he has the last three or four years. And that, that long summer off is really going to be a blessing for him. Anthony Davis, this is a guy who had one average, two assists his first six years in the league. Last year, raised that up to four assists. He has our eight assists. That's just an amazing performance because he was doing the assists every which way you could think of him. He was hitting guys who were cutting to the basket. He was hitting guys for lobs and dunks. And he was hitting three-point shooters that were wide open on the perimeter. I think so what you're seeing with the Lakers is, just like Steph said, you start with LeBron and AD and you surround them with shooters and defenders, and it's going to be an awful hard season for teams wanting to take down the Lakers. I think that Vegas has us the favorites right now, and I think they're dead on. We're going to win it all this year. We're going to win it all, hopefully, if they could play like that. But that's something I want to get into with you in just a second here. I know Vegas also has a lot of other teams right in and around that. In fact, I'm going to be going on next week, hopefully with my good friend, Anthony Barbarin, who unfortunately for Lakers fans is a Clippers fan, but I'm going to have him on the show next week because each year on my pop culture Cosmos shows, we have done extensive NBA season previews and we're going to go ahead and take the time before the season starts, hopefully to go ahead and do that again. And, but we're going to move it to the Lakers fast break show. So it's going to be extensive NBA season preview because his knowledge of the NBA is tremendous. And I truly value him on the show each and every year, even though again, he's a Clippers fan, but you know, for a longstanding Clippers fan, at least now he's got something to be happy about with, with his team. So I'm in that sense, I'm happy for him even though we'll, you know, like I said, probably beat him at some point in time in the playoffs. But shh, that's a preview there for you. But I will tell you this right now. There's a lot of things to gauge off of when it comes to the preseason. And that's one thing I wanted to ask you on today's show, Laker Tom, is we have seen the great side of the Los Angeles Lakers on Wednesday and also their first exhibition game. That was truly a good performance as well in Oracle Arena. We've also unfortunately seen the bad side and the dark side of the Lakers come out in China, in Shanghai, in Shenzhen, and the games against the Brooklyn Nets. So I ask you, Tom, as we're heading into the final game for the Lakers this exhibition season and heading into the, the actual season itself, I want you to give me a fair and honest gauge of where the Lakers are at. Are they closer as far as the swing to what we saw Wednesday? Or are they closer to what we saw during the course of the China trip? Well, I do agree with you, Gerald, that they're not going to shoot 60% from the field and 50% from deep every game. And there's a lot more competition in the league than the Golden State Warriors at this point in time. The Clippers, the, the Rockets, the Bucks, and the 76ers are all going to be stronger teams. Some people like the Nuggets in the West also as, as a team that's going to be competitive. 
I think if I were to go on a scale of zero to a hundred, I would, with zero being the China games and and the games against the Nets, and on, and let's say the first and last games against the Warriors being at the ten or hundred, I'd probably put us around ninety percent. I think the Lakers are going to get off to a good start. And Lakerholics.net, we just had a post from somebody who was talking and predicting what the record was going to be after the first ten games and the first fifteen games and. I think the general consensus was something like six and four or seven and three, the first 10 games and a good chance to finish maybe 10 and five or 11 and four after the first 15 games. I think that when you, when you look at the preseason games, you just have to discount a lot of the time that the players are on the floor because there's a lot, probably two thirds of those games when you look at them as a whole, didn't have rotations that you're going to see during the regular season. I think Frank Bogle is going to make sure that Anthony Davis or LeBron James is on the floor all 48 minutes of the game. I think that that's going to be a key thing. You're not going to see lineups and rotations where you're not going to have one of those two superstars anchoring the lineup. I also think that uh, you have a new coach, you have a new system, you have new players. Um, There's definitely going to be a few speed bumps along the way to get going as you start the season off. Um, Chemistry and injuries are the are the real two dynamic things that are going to determine things. And from what I can see right now, the chemistry on the team is great. If we can avoid the injuries that we had last season, I think we'll get off to a good start. In the end, all that really matters is are we healthy heading into the playoffs? Can we be a top four seed maybe in the West going into the playoffs with everybody healthy and, and the team peaking and playing well? I'm a Yankee fan, so I've seen what happens when you get into a series uh, – like we did with the Astros. And we basically have a lot of guys who were injured most of the season and came back at the end. And and they may have done well the last few games of the regular season, but when you get into the playoffs, that's another old animal. And it's just the same in the NBA. The playoffs are, are a second season. And so you need to, you need to be healthy and you need to be having your chemistry and your systems all, you have to be running on all cylinders when you get into there. That's even more important than starting the season on all cylinders. I think we're going to do well. I think we'll be a top four seed. And I think that we're going to really peak in the playoffs. That's a veteran. That's what you have to do with a veteran squad. I'm not at all bothered by the games in China. I think that there were other issues going on right then during those games. I'm not bothered by the Brooklyn Nets games. One of them, LeBron and AD didn't even play. But I think that we have all of the elements. Those, you know, you have LeBron James and Anthony Davis, two of the top five superstars in the league and the best dynamic duo in the league. And we've surrounded them with five guys who used to be all defensive NBA players, five guys who basically shot over 40% from deep on wide open shots. You put those various components together and, and good veteran coaching staff with a, with a defensive oriented coach and Frank Vogel and two former all NBA defensive players as, and head coaches in the league as his assistants. And I think you've got all of the elements that can make it work. We just need to be stay healthy and to keep the chemistry strong. And we'll be there at the end of the year. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. 
Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. The better that these Marvel films do, the higher the standards are going to be for not just other films in general, but other Marvel films also. I think it's really hard to end a show with this many fans in a satisfying way. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Playing worldwide on radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, I'm speaking to Laker Tom from Lakerholics.net. You got to check out everything that's going on today at Lakerholics.net as far as the interaction between the Lakers fans out there. If you want to be part of the conversation, you got to go ahead and check out Lakerholics.net. I think you'll be glad you did. Well, my friend, I'll tell you what, there's a lot of things to talk about when it comes to the Lakers. I mean, they have created quite a buzz and a stir so far this preseason. It's just so awesome to see everything that's going on. We've all got this excitement now and buzz that comes and is generated from the Lakers. But I want to hear your thoughts. You mentioned top four seed. I'm hoping to to hear your thoughts on some of the season NBA picks. I want to just gauge your thoughts on this. Where do you think exactly the Lakers will end up this year in the Western Conference? I actually think that we're going to end up getting the top seed. I think the Clippers are probably going to be the biggest competition. A lot will depend on how much load management they play. Paul George is probably going to miss the first month of the season. Kawhi will miss some games, probably not as many as he did last year since he was coming off of that major injury. But I think that uh, – and and – and it's still not, to me, critical to me that they finish at the top seed, but I think they have a good shot at it just because of the situation around them. I think it's going to take time for the Rockets to get used to playing with Russell Westbrook. For one thing, Westbrook is going to have to shoot a lot better than he has the last few seasons for that combination of working with Harden. And even though they grew up together in L.A. and played together in, in various situations before, it's it's a lot different thing to basically try to share that basketball between two guys who are playing the same positions and both dominate the ball. And Harden's a completely different player than he was when they were playing in L.A. Yep. and then when they were playing in Oklahoma City. He's no longer that six-man off-the-bench type deal that he right. was way back when. He is a truly dominant offensive player. The problem is, is that who wants to take the ball out of Harden's hand and give it to Westbrook? You know, I mean, Harden is so efficient as a playmaker and a scorer, you know, when he has the ball in his hands that, uh, and Westbrook has slowly over the last few years become very inefficient at doing the same things that Harden does. They're going to have to run like crazy, basically, to make this thing work. And it'll be interesting to see, you know, it's going to be also funny to see how the whole Rockets situation and the Daryl Morey thing works out as to whether or not that's going to hurt the Rockets in the long run. Um, there's a lot of controversy there. They're going to lose a lot of fandom in in China for sure. I don't think that's going to work as easily. I think Mike D'Antoni also is now a, a lame duck coach, basically, since they didn't give him an extension. So there's a lot of things that could go wrong in that situation. The other teams in the West, the Nuggets, they just made a big investment in a young guy, and people maybe don't agree that that was the right investment to make. Um, I You're love talking about Murray. Yeah, I love Joker. Joker is just fabulous player, but at the same time, it'd be interesting to see if he comes into camp looking more in shape than he did last year, because his durability is something that's going to really help. You look at the other teams in the West, 
the Warriors, I agree with your opening comments. I'd love to see this play the Warriors 82 times. And, and how often did you hear anybody say anything like that the last five years? They're going to really struggle, I think, to, to get things together. And I don't think Clay Thompson is going to come back in time to save them, so to speak. You look at the Eastern Conference and the teams there, the Bucks. they're trying to hang on to Giannis, uh, basically. They need to win big this year so that he'll accept that Supermax contract next summer. That's going to be a challenge for them. Can the 76ers, the 76ers, I think, are the team that I see coming out of the East. I think they really stole Boston blind by being able to, to sign Boston center. And, and uh, that's going to make a big difference. He's going to be a big addition playing as a power forward. The question for them is, can they stay healthy? Can Simmons learn how to shoot a three? He's uh, apparently been firing it up uh, from outside which is a good move from him, and, and hopefully they'll do that. If not, they have a difficult road to hoe, I think. But the East is not the West, and so I, I still see the Lakers finishing the top seed. I don't think the Clippers or the Rockets or the Nuggets can really compete with them. And I think that it's going to be a, a great season from that standpoint. And if we have the home games all in Staples and the team is healthy and the chemistry works out the way that it's looked, I mean, they I think one thing that everybody worries a little bit about, uh, I know last week you had this conversation with TJ about whether we're a building for the future or win-all now mode. And I think it's pretty silly to think that we're doing anything but a win mode now. They need to make sure that Anthony Davis remains and signs with us long-term. Otherwise, that could be one of the biggest trades that ended up being a nothing burger that you've ever seen. I think the thing that, that really struck me about the game on Wednesday, and I'm hoping to see the same thing tonight is, as the Lakers finish off against the Warriors, is the chemistry and affection that LeBron James and Anthony Davis have for each other. Watching those two guys and, and how they've interacted and, and how they both seem to be really rooting and, and helping each other become better. Those are exactly why Rich Paul was put together this whole thing and and getting AD out of New Orleans and into Los Angeles because he saw that that's the best way to take his two biggest properties and make them even more valuable is to combine them together. And, and I think the firepower that they have is going to be terrific. And even if they get upset because nothing's a sure thing in, in the NBA with the competition that we've got this year, even if they get upset and end up losing in the finals or losing in the Western Conference finals, I think the two of them understand very clearly that we're playing together in Los Angeles is the perfect situation for them. So I think, and I think that in a, in a sense, win now is how we win in the long term. We're going to really have to count on that. And I, I think the front office has done a fabulous job putting together the roster that they've put together, the defense and, and the shooting that they've surrounded LeBron and AD for are going to translate into a championship this year. Fair enough. And that's just what I was going to ask you. So you have the Lakers not only coming out of the West, but winning overall. I think they'll beat the 76ers in the, in the NBA finals. That's going to be a fun series if that's the case, because you get to see a heavyweight front line meet up against a heavyweight front line. So as long as LeBron is playing as spry as he does on Wednesday and at his age, he's not going to be able to play like that every single game. There are games where he's just going to be, for him, coasting, and for others, it would just be like at the top of their level. But there are going to be games where you're not going to see him feel or push the ball like that. 
but what still talking about 22 points probably tills talking about eight rebounds another 10 assists right there for you so you're still talking a quality game but he's going to be able to turn it over now to those type of games to anthony davis and let him take over so it's great to see that they now have that type of chemistry and with both of them playing like that on wednesday I mean, it was a very quiet game, though, by AD because the shooting was just so supportive, and it was great to see overall the team's performance in that sense. And I can't say I blame you. If we see a lot more of what we saw of Wednesday this season, the sky is definitely the limit for the Los Angeles Lakers as you have them coming out of the West with a number one seed, going all the way to a world championship over the Philadelphia 76ers, which a lot of people are also earmarking as well, either them or the Bucks coming out the East. So I definitely see that could be a very great possibility. We'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Needing an edge for your fantasy football team? Listen to the guys at Inside Sports Fantasy Football for insight that will help you reach your league championship. That's Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Check it out today on your favorite podcast outlet. But I want to ask you this, a couple more quick questions. Your NBA MVP this year, is it going to be someone from the Lakers? Could they split the votes? I mean, that's the question here in L.A. I think mm-hmm. if, if the Lakers do as well as you think that they are going to do, I think there's going to be a lot of split votes. I think that both LeBron and AD have to be healthy an entire season with a – Minimal amount of load management. I think everybody's going to expect load management, but they would take votes away from each other, which would probably leave the door open for somebody else to go ahead and get the MVP, in my opinion. There's another factor I think that comes into it, which is I think that I think everybody's pretty much aware of the fact that when you've got two great players on the same team, that it always hurts the voting. My expectation is that LeBron James is going to get the MVP because He's the sentimental favorite this year. What he really should get is the comeback player of the year because I think he's going to have a spectacular year. But that's but he really didn't have a bad year last year. I mean, statistically, I would take yeah, statistically twenty-seven points, eight rebounds, and eight assists. I think LeBron is going to average double-digit assists this year. If the Lakers end up with the best record in the league, and LeBron averages double-digit assists, he will be a near-unanimous MVP, in my opinion. And the only person that could hurt him would be probably be Anthony Davis. But I think Davis's focus really wasn't on MVP. He wants to be the defensive player of the year. I think that's where a lot of people who might vote for Davis are going to give it to LeBron simply because he's a sentimental choice and, and he's 35 years old at that point in time. And they know that they can probably give Davis the defensive player of the year. I know that's a very fan-centric opinion. It all depends on the record, you know, because those those types of awards are heavily influenced by how well a team does. And I think LeBron, this is a vengeance year for him. You know, he's going to be going out there. He's heard, he's heard all of the talk about Kawhi Leonard for a whole year now and all summer about Kawhi Leonard being the best player in the league and then probably the second best player being Giannis Antetokounmpo. Well, the truth of the matter is LeBron doesn't believe that, not in an instant. And he's going to be out to prove that. And so if he can take the Lakers and put them on his back along with AD and the shooting and defense that Palenka has surrounded them with, it's going to be hard for anybody to vote for somebody besides LeBron James. 
Although he's not popular in South Park right now. But that's true. That's true. There's a lot of places where he's not popular. Houston, Golden State, Hong Kong. Hong Kong, Kong, true. Yeah, but I'll tell you what, those guys at South Park, they do their shows so excellently. Their latest one did take a stab again at LeBron James, just like they did the previous week, although they were actually more taking a stab at Disney. But it was kind of funny how they work so hard on that show, and they do it so late, Mm -hmm. just before it airtime. Which is amazing for an animated show, which you know really? takes a lot of work. But they took the statements that he said on Monday and was able to go ahead and put that, I believe, on their Wednesday show, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah, it's just it's just amazing to see what those guys do. And yes, even though they are taking a stab at LeBron, but you gotta take it all in good humor because when LeBron makes those type of political statements. And now that he's no longer making political statements, it's great for the Lakers because now he's focusing on nothing but the Lakers. But when he leaves himself open like that, it's just, oh my gosh, it just... What did you think of his statement and his position? Well, you know, he's 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 burdened by the fact that, you know, he is got the these deals, these agreements with China that garner him lots and lots of money. I mean, that, that's something that you can't sneeze at. I mean, a lot of people also talk about as well the rumors flying that when the team was going to China, the reason why, and I had speculated with TJ, why did Kuzma go to China when he was injured? Well, he was going there to announce some certain things, agreements with China, Chinese companies and all that. So that was heavily rumored that he lost a lot of that while he was over there. So obviously it affected him as well. But with LeBron, it's not a hard situation to educate yourself on. It's not really that complicated. I mean, a lot of people are trying to go ahead and use this rhetoric because they don't want to hurt where their money is. And I get that. LeBron could have just left it at that and said, you know what? The timing was not great. I really didn't appreciate it. We could have had our lives put at some risk up there by the comments and just be done with it. But he continually went on in that press conference. And I was just sad to see him say that because it just comes off unnatural And it comes off as a way that I think a lot of people would be offended by it. And of course, a lot of people were offended by it. I just think, like I said, if somebody wants to go ahead and educate themselves on the situation in Hong Kong, it's not that hard and it doesn't take that long. And you can have your opinion after that. And I totally respect that. But I'm just going to tell you right now, it's not that hard and it's not that long. It's very simple from a standpoint of where you're at anywhere in the world to look at what's going on in Hong Kong. So I'll leave that there. I don't want to keep the politics in it because just like LeBron, I want to go ahead after today's show, just go ahead and leave that in the dust. Although I'm sure we'll reference it from time to time. And I know South Park will as well. But again, like I said, it's just something that is unfortunate. He had this situation before in the decision. It was such a poorly timed, poorly constructed way of doing things. And he got a lot of fans that were really against him, burning his jersey. Same thing. And he overcame that. I think people will go ahead and put it in the rearview mirror. And especially if the Lakers fans, well, you know the Lakers fans. As soon as the Lakers start having a gaudy record, everybody's just going to be like, what did he say about China? I don't know. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. So, you know, people, people have a short memory when it comes to when our athletic teams win in any sport, in any sports arena. So I don't see it hurting him long-term or his brand long-term. I see it hurting his pocketbook. And ultimately, like you mentioned on your site, Lakerholics.net, the overall salary cap for next year. So I think that's something to gauge and years coming. 
in the future if it's still going to hurt the situation between NBA and China long term. I know Adam Silver again this week was posed that issue and had to make more comments on that issue because he's already said the losses are substantial, quote unquote. But still, it's a situation that hopefully will be overcome in time. And I know a lot of people will go back to and appreciate LeBron's work, especially in the latter part of career and what he wants to accomplish. And I'm glad to see that he's turned off the China situation from there on. Yeah. And I think that was of anything that he said in the, in the statement, or actually he said that the next day, that he would no longer be speaking about the China situation again. And I think for that, of anything he said, which I didn't agree with a lot of it, I think this at least was the best statement of all in that he's finally putting that in the rear view mirror and going ahead and focusing on a great season for the Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah, I think that was, uh, I would tend to, I may have difference of opinion to you as to the position that he took and so forth. I do feel that the league, Silver definitely should have, this is something that basically you can anticipate. And you should have basically had some education and some decision-making of the league as to what would happen in, if players or coaches spoke out before Daryl Morey retweeted that tweet. Because you don't want to have 300 players sitting out there getting asked this question. No, you should you should have consulted ahead of time to yeah. China's so government. public relations disaster Yeah, that's going to cost an awful lot of money. And I do think the one thing that LeBron said that I agree with is that the league should have been ready for this and they should have basically gotten in front of it so that they wouldn't have players and coaches being put in a the situation they are. And you're absolutely right that putting it in the rearview mirror and saying, that's it, that's it, we're not talking about it anymore, is exactly the way to focus on the game itself. And it's unfortunate that you're going to push this sensitive issue to the side, but you have right. to as an organization because it's not the NBA's job to go ahead and do something like this and be a part you know, of the conversation in this manner because now it's affected other avenues of life. I've seen as far as my pop culture shows, for instance, the video gaming industry coming down hard on Blizzard for the esports players speaking their mind on Hong Kong and other right. individuals speaking their mind on Hong Kong getting punished for it. And, you know, it's it started this chain effect that I think the NBA was not ready for. I think in the future, Adam Silver is an extremely intelligent individual and as best as he can try to prepare the NBA for things like this down the road so that they won't fall into the same trap again and be able to go ahead and prosper as league because we kind of like to shelter our sports and our athletic teams from whatever it is that's going on in real life. We try to as best we can because we'd like to escape into sports. We like to escape right. and be in that world and that mindset and leave the real world behind, just like we watch movies, television, whatever we used to, to do to escape. And I think this is one of the, those things. So I'm hopeful that we can go ahead as a league, as far as the NBA is concerned, and the LA Lakers put this in the rearview mirror. And I'm hopeful that we can go ahead and have a great season this year because things are looking good as long as they're playing somewhat near to the level that they were on Wednesday. Again, I'll say it for the third time this episode, but the sky is definitely the limit. Well, we'll find out tonight. <laughs> yes, we will. We'll see. Well, I don't know. Yeah. It depends on how much you, you're actually going to end up playing the guys and whatnot. They could just put them in for some token minutes and get them out of there because you want to keep them fresh for Tuesday. We've seen what happened because Zion has a potential knee injury. I was telling TJ, there always is one big injury during the course of the preseason, and you hope your team doesn't get it. We almost thought we had it with AD earlier last week. 
So we're, you know, breathing a sigh of relief there. But I'll tell you what, my friend, it's just been great talking basketball today with you. But before we head on out, before I make some announcements as far as social media is concerned, I want to hear your thoughts on why Lakerholics.net is the place to go for Lakers fans. Well, I think one of the things that we've tried to do in Lakerholics.net is have the type of conversations that you and I have been having on Lakers Fast Break. Instead of just a lot of the sites where there's almost an animosity toward anybody who doesn't agree with your opinion, I think that we've got a community that we've built where everybody seems to really respect each other. A lot of it has come from experience of having had those situations where we got into little tiffs over this and that. And so it's, it's developed. We've got probably 30 to 50 people that regularly contribute and are regularly on the site supporting somebody's opinion, supporting things that other people have posted and written and so forth. And so it's, it's a community of people that are very like-minded in the sense that they want to talk about the Lakers intelligently. They don't want to talk like it's a barstool type of blog. This is more a blog for people who really want to look at the real issues discuss the issues or have an open mind about things that they may not have thought about and are willing to compliment their fellow community members when they have something good to say or make a post that that really strikes a, a note for them. We're also going to be in the next two or three weeks, hopefully revamping the entire site. We have a whole new set of graphics and new pages and lots of uh, different things to integrate into the site, and including Laker Fast Break. So uh, I'd invite everybody to stop by if you have an opportunity. We're there. People are on the site 24 hours a day from over 50 different countries every year that are participating in the site. A lot of the members are in Los Angeles, but there's also a very large contingent of Lakers fans that are either in the Bay Area or Indiana or, or New York or Atlanta or some other city where they really don't have a whole lot of, of fellow Laker fans to communicate with. So I invite everybody to stop by, make a comment, sign up. We'll see a lot of exciting things happening over the next three to four weeks. And I think once we get going into the season, it's going to be a perfect place for you to come in and and get your Lakers fix. I'll leave you with one last comment. Accident or no accident, the Lakers have their best game of the preseason and Rondo is on the bench. I thought about you when I saw that stats too. I think you're going to see Rondo and KCP get a lot more playing time than you would like them to see early in the season, Gerald, because of Frank Bogle's trust in veterans and because that LeBron and AD both like both of those guys. KCP is a fellow clutch sports client. Rondo played with the AD before. So I think that if there's anything that will happen early in the year, I think you're going to see them get a lot more playing time than you or I would prefer. But I think once we get past the first 15 or 20 games, they're going to have to hold their own or else they're going to sit on the bench. I think you're right, my friend. As much as I would love to debate you for another half hour on that, I think you're right. Before we go, I want to go ahead and run some comments by on Lakerholics.net that were posted there. So I want to give a big shout out to everyone who was able to share their thoughts on the Lakers this season. I want to go ahead and thank so much the real HTJ. I want to go ahead and thank him for sending this in. And he said the Lakers in a landslide provided they're healthy. He said the Nuggets and the Clippers have been so overrated for what? 
He said the point guard will miss the first 20 games and Kawhi another 25 because of the load management type deal. The Nuggets shot themselves in the foot with the Murray overpay. They need to start trimming salaries soon. Portland is getting a little too excited because they made the conference finals. They never really had a shot because of their lucky seeding. And the Jazz are a bunch of what the heck have all those guys ever won. So those are his thoughts right there. I cannot thank him enough for sharing that. He's a real diehard Lakers supporter, and it really sounds like that. So I cannot thank him enough for sending that in. Jamie Sweet also said, being that we have yet to play a meaningful game, this is all guesswork and balderdash. But since I asked, and I did ask Lakerholics.net commenters out there about what's going on in the Western Conference, their thoughts on it. And he said, right now, his standings are the Nuggets, the Clippers, the Lakers, the Trailblazers, the Jazz, the Rockets, the Warriors, and the Dallas Mavericks. Very interesting picks right there for you. Very interesting aid. This season, we'll see the Spurs forced to rebuild, or so I hope. Minnesota realized they needed a guy like Jimmy to whoop you-know-what in practice, and Phoenix will start to hear internal rumblings that Booker really wants out. So Sacramento will be right there, but will also fall a bit short. So those are the thoughts from Jamie Sweet. Very interesting eight right there. I cannot thank him enough for leaving his thoughts there as well. And the Magic Man, one of the main contributors to your site, my friend, he also said, Lakers, Jazz, Nuggets, and Eclipse will battle for the number one seed. It's all jumbled at the top. I have a tendency to agree with him. I think I would probably throw the Rockets in there, but I'll be able to share my thoughts more with Anthony Barber and coming up here in a future episode just before we start the season and given the fact, he said, unlike the East, where they end up cannibalizing each other, it's going to be five yards and a cloud of dust with positioning. It's going to be jumbled at the top. I think there's going to be at least five teams that are going to be having 50 wins or over this year. I, I know Las Vegas here at the casinos, a lot of the sports books have the over-under, I think, five teams at over 50 wins in the Western Conference. So it's going to be very interesting how that plays out. And I'm just truly thankful for those comments at Lakerholics.net. If you want to see more, please stop by Lakerholics.net. Again, you will be glad you did. I want to make a couple more announcements before we go. The Lakers Fast Break will be starting off as its own YouTube channel. So if you want to check us out on YouTube, as of next week, we're going to be going ahead and starting our own YouTube channel, Lakers Fast Break. You're just going to be able to type that in there and it'll come right up. Lakers Fast Break. Also as well, LakersFastBreak at Yahoo.com if you have any questions to email us. And we're also on the Twitter at LakersFastBreak. I know you're on Twitter, my friend, at LakerTom. So if you have a question for LakerTom, it's at LakerTom. And for us, it's at LakersFastBreak. All right, Tom, it's been a great episode, my friend. I cannot thank you enough for sharing your thoughts on the team overall, where they're at heading into the season, and also your predictions on the overall NBA and thoughts on LeBron and China as well. So hopefully, again, we can just put that in the rear view mirror. I'm so excited, my friend, aren't you? Yep. It's been a great podcast, Gerald. And thanks again for having me participate. I had a great time as well. Looking forward to hearing from you next week when we start some actual games, my friend. Actual games. Laker games will be live and in living color next week. I cannot wait for it. The regular season will be underway by the time we speak again. And it's just so awesome. I just am so excited for it. 
And I can't wait to be a part of it with you next week right here on the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.